0: True Crime Broads with Crystal and
1: Renee.
0: Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal and Renee, and we really thank you for joining us today. We hope everyone's doing well. Renee, how are you doing? We haven't been on air in a long time.
1: I know. I'm doing good. Uh, my voice is a little bit scratchy, but I've just got some allergies. But other than that, I'm doing good. Just uh, trying to adjust to this crazy weather.
0: Yeah, me too. My voice is starting to get scratchy. So we may sound a little different today, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's still <anyway>. us. <laughs> sure is. Um, okay, so I guess we're going to jump right into our episode. Um, we'll have some business to take care of at the end, but... I thought we would just jump right in and talk about today's episode. We um, we're making the title pretty simple this time. We're calling it Randy didn't kill Missy. And I think that followers of the Missy Beavers case know who we're talking about. We're talking about Randy Beavers, which is Brandon Beavers dad, which is Missy Beavers father-in-law because Brandon is her husband. So Renee, did you want to get us started? Yeah, sure. Um, Okay, so... One of the things,
1: um, you know, of course, me and you were talking about this the other day. And um, I got to thinking about it uh, because I know that, you know, as we know, people are all the time saying that Randy did it. And it's mainly based on the gait of the person that's walking to the church. And I guess kind of the way that they're, you know, um, their stature, I guess. But one of the things that I thought of um, that, in my opinion, would... um, basically proved that randy didn't kill missy would be that okay so on the morning um he, she went into the church around four eighteen, between four eighteen and four twenty. i guess that time has changed a little bit but it's a, in that proximate area she went into the church um it was just minutes later that she was killed um the campers found her around 5 a.m called police you know med- medical personnel showed up minutes later and i'm certain that someone called Brandon I'm sure he was the first one that was called um just minutes you know as soon as somebody found out about it they called so we'll just call it you know even 5:30. um so you know one of the first people that he called was his was his dad and I'm sure his mom um and then of course Missy's mom so in order for Randy to have done it okay so we know that the police um checked tower pings that was one of the things they did to prove that, you know, he didn't do it. And in order for him to have killed Missy, he would have had his, uh, his phone would have pinged in Dallas County area or even Dallas, Texas, somewhere in Texas at the time they would have called him. So that's just one of the ways you know what I'm saying? Like if, if, in order for them to, or in order for him to have killed Missy, his his phone would have pinged in this area because you know they're going to call him on his phone. They're going to call him on his phone and say, "Hey, you know, something's happened to Missy. I need you to get here as soon as you can. You know, we need you because Brandon is in 8 hours away. He's in um Mississippi and, you know, if they can get on a flight, they can get there sooner than he can and help take care of the girls or whatever. So, of course, he's going to call them. And so for him to have actually killed Missy, his phone would have pinged in texas somewhere mm-hmm. at the time that she was murdered and the time that they would have called her you know they wait three hours later mm-hmm. and we know they checked and verified the tower ping so therefore he was he had to have been in california mm-hmm. for them to check them and him to be you know verified that he, he didn't do it so that's just one of the ways that i've Came up with that, I can tell that I feel like he didn't do it.
0: Well, and I just have one thing to add to that. And it's, I mean, I can guarantee you that if anything about those cell phone pings were off, police would have looked into it. Oh, yeah. The FBI were assisting heavily at that point. I mean, I mean, what these people are good at is tracking people down and figuring out where they were. And yeah, there's just no way that his phones would have pinged or that you know his phone wouldn't have been with him or anything like that that doesn't make sense cuz he would have answered the phone when brandon called to tell him about the tragedy of missy being killed and right. whatever, and if that pinged in california then that makes it completely impossible for him to have been in midlothian exactly um okay and so the second one is and brandon
1: talked about this on the hln show Uh, He talked about a condition that his dad has, and I'm going to try to say it. It's um, called ankylosing spondylitis. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. basically what that is, I'm just going to read it off of Google. It's a condition, it's more common among men and usually begins in early adulthood. Symptoms typically appear in early adulthood and include reduced flexibility in the spine. This reduced flexibility eventually results in a hunched forward posture, pain in the back and joints, and is also common. So basically what Brandon was saying was that he doesn't have that ability to jerk back like you see the perp do in the video where they open the split door, uh-huh. where they open the door and they're kind of like, what the heck is this? So they kind of jerk their head back. He said that his father can't even do that. And it sounds like that is exactly what this is saying in this um Symptoms, treatments, things like that. What it explains what this actual condition is. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and Brandon said that he had had his neck fused, so he, you know, mm-hmm. for treatment for spondylosis. So he literally can't. Move. And if you see Randy in the other times that he's been on camera, you can tell he can't. He doesn't have full use of his neck. Um, yeah, you, you, can kind of, his, mm-hmm. you can tell. you can tell with his shoulders. You can tell that his mobility is limited. So. Exactly. That is true. So, um, so that's the second one. And then the
1: third one for me is going to be motive. I see no motive. I mean, I know people have speculated on a motive, but I mean, that would just be pure speculation. I haven't heard anything, any kind of, we haven't seen any search warrants or anything like that that um, talks about anything that is actual proven. Um, anything that the police have uncovered in the cell phones or anything computers or anything like that so I, I see zero motive so well and the number one motive
0: that we've seen in this case regarding randy was um ooh, my voice is echoing back to me can you hear it echoing i cannot okay okay that's really weird okay um we may have to stop and start again because you know how, you know how when you talk to me on Bluetooth and you're yes. like, I'm echoing, but that's what I'm having right now and I can't focus. So, yeah, it's really hard to do oh, it. it. Okay, you will be right back. Wait, wait, it stopped. It stopped? <laughs> Sorry, oh, so everyone. it stopped. Yay. Okay. All right, back to the topic. Um, the number one motive that I've seen is people have said, well, Missy was about to divorce Brandon and take all the money. And he and Randy worked together at a big oil and gas company. Okay. So let's break this apart. Number one, there is absolutely zero evidence that Missy was about to divorce Brandon. That's completely untrue. Number two, um, Tucker oil is the name of the company that Brandon works for and Tucker my understanding is the last name of a different husband of his biological mothers. So Randy Beaver was, has nothing to do with Tucker oil. That's a different husband's company. Now I don't have the details on all that. That's just my understanding. Um, And Tucker is his mom's last name currently. So I don't have any scoop on where Mr. Tucker is if they're still married, but she does still use his name. And, um, she's, hasn't been married to Randy Beavers a long time, but the Tucker gentleman was another husband of hers later on. And that's the company that Brandon works for. So Randy Beavers wouldn't have his hand on any of the money of Tucker oil. That was not any of his, it's literally none of his business. It's not his, he's not affiliated with Tucker oil and, um, And another misconception is people were saying it's a big oil and gas company. It's actually, um, I'm sure it's a lucrative business. It's a, it is more or less, my understanding is a gas station and a repair place for large trucks. So it's not oil and gas um, like, you know, what people are implying. So there's just a whole lot of misconceptions in this case. And, many, many of them surround Randy in particular. And we're hoping this episode will sort of help with that because it's kind of frustrating trying to defend this guy all the time. And we really don't get to the meat of some good conversations about the case sometimes because so many people are off on this tangent that's really just full of inconsistencies and incorrect information. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, it's, um, I mean, Obviously, everybody's um, entitled to their own opinion, but we at least wanted to set the the record straight on the information that we absolutely do know. Right. <laughs> and then the, the next one for um, that I'm thinking of is going to be the height. He's too tall. He's not as tall as Brandon,
0: but he's still. I mean, I would. What would you guess him to be? Maybe like five ten. Yeah, maybe we should ask Brandon. I don't know, but I would think so because Brandon's really tall. Um, so even though Randy next to Brandon may look short. He's not. Brandon's just super tall. Right. You there? Renee? Good <laughs> to lose you. Hello. Okay, we're back on the air. We had a little technical difficulty with Anchor, and we were talking about the height of Randy Beavers being too tall. I think, Renee, that he's kind of a little bit too big around, too. Um, I just I think he's just too big, generally speaking, his build yeah. and and his height
1: Mm mm-hmm that's true i agree with you on that one um okay so the next one is going to be the his the alibi they verified of course i already mentioned the tower pings um but they also talked with several people at the rv park and the golf course so um those are two more ways that they verified that and it wouldn't be possible for him to um have killed her you know allowed them to verify his tower pings that were in California when he was actually still in Texas and then get to where he was going to be and let people verify that he was there. So, I mean, that's just impossible, but those things were verified. So, um, you know, typically whenever you're looking at a case, you want to try to prove that they weren't able to do it. And in my opinion, I've been able to, in my mind, prove that he wasn't able to kill Missy. So, and that was another couple of ways.
0: Well, and also, um, we ha- And, you know, those people that they interviewed out in Oceanside, California, where Randy was at the time of the murder, they spoke to people he hung out with the night before. Yes. And if you think about it, Missy was killed right after 4 a.m. The perp was seen on camera before that, like 3.50 so he would have to be all the way back to Midlothian and dressed up in the gear and in the church. That's just totally impossible for him to have traveled across country like that. Yeah. Um, it's just completely off the table. There's no no chance. Um. Yeah. And um, you know, the gate, Renee, is um one that has come up a lot with Randy.
1: Yep. That's that's one of the ones I think that keeps people coming back to him. They just they're stuck on the gate, which, you know, I'm not saying I'm right, on um, my opinion. The gate is um <coughs> the gate is um something that I think is caused from several different factors, the the gear that they have on. You know, it's heavy. There's a lot of, obviously, they have tools in their vest because you see them pulling them out at different times. And then, of course, I they have shoes that are too big for them or maybe overshoes on top of their shoes. So I think all of these are causing the person to walk in a different manner than they normally would. And I feel like that that is not making the gait actually like it is. It just, I guess, happens to be kind of the way he walks. But I don't think you can convict somebody on that alone. Obviously, you can or he would have done been convicted, I guess. Everybody seems to think that he walks exactly like the perp.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't see that either. I see some similarity. Um, You know, he's kind of got that little kick in his walk, but I don't think it's exactly like the perp at all. So people who think that I have to disagree. I don't see any identical gait. I do see the person has some kind of, it looks like he has some kind of an uncomfortable leg or something that makes him walk a certain way. And perhaps the perp does too, but I don't see it as being exactly the same at all. Right. And also, you know, I know we've gone over all the points that we were going to bring up, but I just kind of wanted to make a more general point. I think that as um, true crime fans or armchair detectives or whatever you want to call us group of people, I think the one thing that we have to remind ourselves is that these are human beings. Um, This isn't a TV show and these people didn't sign up for, you know, like CSI Midlothian. I mean, this is people's real lives that have been shattered. And when Randy Beavers got the horrific phone call early that morning that Missy had been killed, he and his wife got into full swing and, you know, threw some bags together Figured out how to, I don't, you know, that that flight was expensive. You know, a, a last minute flight from Southern California to DFW that must've cost a fortune. And they came here and, you know, in a horrible situation and then to top everything off his wife's beloved Chihuahua. And I know how much our dogs mean to us. And this lady, Vicki Beavers loved her dog like nothing else. And she brings this dog with her, of course, because that's her baby. They're not gonna leave it behind. And the do- they stayed with um Randy's daughter, um, which is Brandon's sister, of course, and she had a dog, and we've talked about this before. The dog's got a huge fight, and believe it or not, this is just wild. But Randy and Vicky's dog lost the fight and actually died. I mean, I mean, it's just like think things are just getting worse and worse for these people, and so then when Randy goes with, um, I, I one of them had the idea. I think it must have been Brandon said, "Hey, we need to get ahead of this. We need to go talk to the media." They didn't realize that it was going to backfire on them, or they wouldn't have done it. I mean, heck. And I can go a step further and say, if I were Randy, I'd be thinking, why did I even freaking come to Texas? I should have stayed in California and gotten there in time for the funeral because this whole thing's been a mess. My dogs got killed. My dog got killed and now the public has turned on me somehow. But anyway, so he gets out there, you know, you know, the interview I'm talking about Renee, where they're out in front of the police station. Mm -hmm. So he's out there and they're talking about, of course, the dog blood from the dog fight that we just talked about the dog blood on the shirt. He had taken um, the shirt to the dry cleaners that had blood on it because they had taken the dog to the vet and apparently the dog didn't make it. And then he's like, okay, I guess the next day or whatever, later that day he took the shirt to the dry cleaners. The dry cleaner lady felt obligated when she realized it was part of the beaver family. Okay. You know, there was just a bloody murder. And one of the members of the beaver's family brings in a bloody shirt. I feel obligated to tell the police and let them do with it what they will. They test the shirt. Sure enough, it is dog blood. It gets proven. So um, my point being is that how much worse could Randy's life get? You know, so if he seemed a little snippy when talking to reporters, I think I would have too. At that point, you're just thinking my daughter-in-law got killed in the most horrific, shocking way. A A healthy Extremely healthy woman just gets assassinated, you know. And now my son and my grandkids, my three granddaughters, suddenly don't have her. And you're dealing with all that grief and your own grief. And then you realize, and then your dog gets murdered. I mean, by another dog during the same trip. This has just happened like a day apart, if even that much, maybe a few days apart. I don't remember. But my point being is that his life is just sort of hell on earth, right? I mean, it couldn't be much worse than that. And we're all sitting there judging him. You know, it's just not right for us to be sitting on our couches going, I don't think he said that correctly. And I don't like the way his face looked when he said that. I mean, we just at the, you know, we have to be honest and and be kind and just realize these people are humans that did not sign up for this kind of attention and, um, to be scrutinized in this way during the most horrific, and this has got to be the worst thing that's ever happened to our family is having Missy killed like that. And then to have your dog killed on top of it, it just makes things so much worse. And, um, and then also, as long as we're talking about the shirt, the bloody shirt, I would say that that is the mark of an innocent person. Okay. If you had just performed a bloody murder, are you really going to go dancing into the dry cleaners of the bloody shirt? Of course not. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else if nothing else convinces me of his innocence, it's that. I mean, anybody who felt comfortable with a bloody shirt in their hand, of course they didn't do it. So I just think that there's a lot of reasons why um Randy Beavers looks innocent to us. And I really think the bigger issue here is that Maybe we should all just be more responsible as a group. Those of us who nationwide, worldwide follow true crime really understand that these people didn't sign up for this kind of scrutiny and aren't you know, we can't decide their guilt based on zero evidence. I mean, there's really no evidence that Randy did anything. Some people don't like the way he looked on camera and acted. And some people don't like that he was out of town at the time of the murder. That looks suspicious. But none of that adds up to evidence of any kind. And I'm not even talking about evidence from a courtroom like that would rise to the legal definition of evidence. I'm talking about evidence that's something that we can talk about in discussion groups there's there's just nothing there just some coincidences and things that we may not like but it doesn't add up to him being a murderer and i think it's time for us to lay off of randy you know, I uh, wanted to touch on
1: one thing though, real quick um, on the part where you were talking about <clears throat> the bloody shirt being taken to the dry cleaners. That's yeah. another one that a lot of people um, always scrutinize about, you know, I can't believe he did that. You know, who, why does it, why did he just wash it himself? Why didn't he just throw it away? And, you know, I mean, I think of it like this. I mean, when I'm um, in a situation where there's a, you know, something um, big going on like this, something major traumatic, um, I don't. I don't want to bother anybody with something si- silly like. Can I use your washer? Mm-hmm. So I can imagine, and and they probably didn't have a ton of clothes. They probably just threw stuff in a bag and took off. So they're probably like, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was a favorite shirt. Who knows? Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's, that's that's what it was. was take it to the dog cleaners and get it done, you know? Yeah.
0: That's what I was telling you on the phone the other day is, I mean, they probably didn't pack very well. I mean, it was like a last minute trip. Yeah. And and when you're on a trip anyway, you usually don't have a ton of extra stuff, but especially when you're leaving under such tragic circumstances, I I would forget everything. I would just be like, let's go. So yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. So I think that that, We just wanted to touch on this stuff because we just, you know, we hear it all the time. And like I said, everybody's entitled to their opinion. We're not uh, criticizing you for it. We just kind of wanted to let you know some of the, a lot of the things that we know for a fact that um, is, you know, to be true. I've even heard um, a rumor not not long ago um, from someone who did a, I guess it was a podcast I was listening to. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure it was a podcast. And um, they said that, Randy, um, Randy killed Missy because he she did her she did his son wrong or something like that. And I was like, that is just all
0: speculation. Nobody knows that any of that is true. Yeah, there's no there's no evidence of any of that. I mean, just. You know, there's no evidence that um, and also another thing I wanted to bring up is that if there was some kind of a conspiracy between Randy and Brandon, one thing that always happens when there's a murder for hire or a conspiracy between people to kill someone is that their communications, they always spike. There's going to be a difference in the pattern of the communication. Like, let's say that he talked to his dad twice a week on a regular basis If you're conspiring to make sure someone's at the church at a certain time, to make sure someone's got it together and knows what time to be there, their communications are going to be different. There's going to be a different pattern of communications. And early on, the FBI, MPD, they all looked through the communications, phone records, everything, bank records, and they were satisfied that there was no change in any patterns. So I think that points also to the fact that they weren't conspiring and planning. There was no change in the patterns that tipped off the FBI. Exactly. I agree. Well, did we want to move on to our next order of business real quick before we let everybody go? Um, We definitely wanted to um, thank, uh, we Mm -hmm. had a new subscriber on anchor. Um, We've never had a subscriber before and we just want to thank her sincerely. She's in our groups, our discussion groups, super nice lady. And we just want to say thank you for that. We're not going to use her name. We don't have her permission to use her name. We don't know if she wants to be pointed out in that way. So we're not going to, but I just wanted to say we see you and we hear you and we appreciate you so much. And we will definitely put that money back into the podcast. Um, We'll probably use it to subscribe to a better recording service (laughs) as our current one seems to like to kick us off in the middle of podcasts. So, you know, we're going to look into that and we just want to thank everyone that has supported us and listened to us. And if you are enjoying our podcast, if you wouldn't mind, would you please give us a five-star review if you like it on either iTunes or Apple podcasts, my understanding that's the only two places where you can leave reviews and um, if you don't mind visiting us on social media, um, if you could please um, like or follow or both our Facebook page, we're also on Instagram. We would love it if you would follow us. We'll follow you back if we can. If, um, if the account is restricted and we don't request, we just only follow back if it's um, followable. Um, what else, Renee, were we gonna talk about on this episode before we let everyone go back to what they were doing before they tuned in?
1: um a couple of things we um are
0: we're also available on overcast google Podcasts, like crystal
1: mentioned breaker pocket Casts, Reb- radio public spotify um to name a few more of the podcasts that you can listen to us on and then also we have do we do have some of the videos um, we do have some of the podcasts available for audio on youtube and then uh, we're also on linkedin and reddit ah yes we are
0: and we're on um pinterest
1: Oh, that's right. We are on Pinterest. Yeah. I always forget about Pinterest. I don't know why. I know, me too.
0: And we're only sort of on Reddit. We've got that group, but have we done anything in it yet? <laughs> Probably not. No,
1: I think we have yeah. plans on it and then we can figure it out. Yeah.
0: So we're working on that yeah. for real. We're trying oh. to give it to program now. Oh, and and something we would really super-duper appreciate is if you're enjoying our podcast and you know anyone interested in true crime or Missy's case in particular, if you wouldn't mind telling your friends about our podcast or sharing it on your social media, it would mean so much to us. And tag us in it, too, so we know that you did it. That would be really cool, so we can thank you for yeah. it on the air. We'll give you a shout-out on the air. Also, um, if you're interested in a
1: true crime discussion, we have a discussion page on Facebook and it's called Missy Beaver's uh, True Crime Rods discussion is that how it's worded i'm sorry (laughs) yeah i don't know why i don't know that okay it actually says true crime broads and then missy beavers discussion sorry i said backwards um
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you can join that group and we'll you know we'll get you approved and we talk about different things um you know about the case things that we know um sometimes we'll still go back and forth several times about you know do you think it's a man or a woman because you know everybody has different opinions and we like to see we like to hear different opinions because you know sometimes people say something you're like oh my gosh i never thought of that You know, it really is cool to to discuss it and get other people's opinions and thoughts and stuff. So if you like discussing true crime, feel free to join our group. Uh, Again, it's True Crime Broads, Missy Beaver's Discussion. Do we want to talk about what we have coming up?
0: Hello. Hey there. Okay, so we're just going to wrap things up now. Renee's got some really cool news to share with everyone um we received a
1: um a message on our true crime broads page on our message messenger sorry and uh, from a really nice lady uh they have started a new news uh source for spectrum used to be called charter it's like the charter cable company but now it's spectrum cable anyway they started a new news um source and they're doing news now and i guess it would be different for every different uh So she is uh, the news anchor for the Dallas-Fort Worth area for Texas, and she contacted us, wanted to do a story on our podcast. So that's going to be coming up this week.
0: Very cool! So we're I can't super wait. Super
1: excited about it. Yeah, so it's going to be neat.
0: That's awesome.
1: So that's pretty much all I have.
0: Okay, that's all I have. Thank you so much for joining us on True Crime Broads, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Good night. <laughs> Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? People, people.